Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Todd T. Riley, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. This episode of I Work For Him was previously recorded for the Christian Leadership Alliance's Outcomes Conference podcast, where leaders come to invest the best of what they know into other leaders. Remember, if you have influence over just one person, you are a leader. Together, let's listen to this podcast and learn more about leading God's way. Enjoy. We have an incredible conversation coming up today with Al Lopez, co-founder and CEO with Best Christian Workplaces Institute. We'll be focusing on how Al and his team lead and strive to create a culture of belonging at Best Christian Workplaces Institute and within all of the organizations they work with. Al Lopez, welcome back. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thanks. I'm pl- I'm pleased to be back and uh, and looking forward to seeing you in person at the uh, Outcomes Conference. Yeah, just a few weeks away. Before we yeah. get started talking about your leadership role and perspectives of how God is using you to create a cultural belonging at Best mm. Christian Workplace Institute and the ones that you have influence over, tell us how you keep your faith strong and your leadership Christ-centered. Yeah, a great question, Jim. Because you know, I I don't we all want to finish strong. In our leadership, and uh, as I think about finishing strong, as I've read about it, and as I've put things in practice, I have a definite discipline around around this topic. And actually, it integrates the spiritual, emotional, and physical aspects of my life. And so, if I'm strong in each of those areas, uh, that really also underpins my spiritual uh, strength and uh, and foundation. And you know, to do that, you know, it's the traditional disciplines, you know, I have a purpose, a spiritual purpose uh, that I've written, and that's important to me. And I grow in my relationship with God and to regularly experience a union with Christ while bearing the fruit of the Spirit and service to others. And so in order to do that, I think about that, I focus on it. And so I have a daily devotional time. I hardly ever miss it. Uh, I've I've started to listen to a couple of uh, spiritual uh, devotional podcasts uh, just for the audience. Uh, Pray as you go is one, or Lectio three sixty five. Uh, of course, there's U version and other other studies. And but um, uh, then I also you know the Bible is the core. Prayer is the core on a daily basis. Even some uh, meditation uh, is part of that. Then. On a quarterly basis, I actually uh, have implemented now for the last several years quarterly spiritual days. I'll take a day off, and I'll go to a, a place where I can focus on on uh, just quiet a quiet day of uh, scripture reading, of prayer, devotion, meditation, and I find that to be rich. And then uh, back on a on a daily basis, uh, no, I'm sorry, on an annual basis, I'll also take a three day kind of a prayer and fasting retreat uh, every January. That's how I start my year off. And so, those are some of the spiritual uh, aspects. Uh, of course, there's a weekly Sabbath that's uh, that I try to keep as well. And then, from a physical standpoint, uh, you know, I believe that that really impacts my spiritual life as well. And so I exercise pretty close to five days a week. Uh, and then for uh, rest and vacation, you know, sun and beach is just something that I, that I find really restorative. Uh, um, and emotionally, the third part, uh, you know, that's really wrapped around relationships. And my wife and I, I make, a, I make my wife a cup of tea every morning, Jim and uh, Martha. I don't know if that's uh, something that uh, Jim does for you, but uh, 
I get her a I'd diet like a, Pepsi in the morning. That's what she I'd, wants. That's what she likes. Well, that's time I spend with my wife every morning. And uh, of course, then there's small groups that I uh, have as well. But you got kind of a long answer to your question, but it's all integrated. And uh, it's something that, again, I want to finish strong. And, um, and as I've talked with mentors, uh, and as I've experienced over my, this year will be my 50th year as a, as a believer. Mm. Uh, uh, that's how I've, uh, how I've maintained it. You know, it, there's great intentionality in the things that you just told us. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's good to hear other people's rhythms so that we can learn from each other and go, oh, there's a new idea or there's something that I've been talking about doing, but actually doing it and implementing it. So thanks for sharing that with us. Okay. So I have a question um, uh, that has to do with the Outcomes Conference theme, which is I belong. So how do you at the Best Christian Workplaces Institute create, what are the keys for creating that culture of belonging with your own team? Yeah, I, I, that's a great question. And I, I think the belonging theme is a great theme that we need to focus on as Christian organizations because uh, people need to feel like they're part of something uh, even bigger. We call that life-giving work, you know, is the work that you're doing life-giving. Well, if you don't, feel like you belong, then that doesn't really reinforce life-giving. So, so we practice that, uh, and that's a big issue for us at the Best Christian Workplaces Institute, and that's actually something that we work with organizations to do. You know, so we have a rhythm also, like I've described a spiritual rhythm. Uh, we have a rhythm with meetings, you know, so that part of our meetings is a, is a fellowship and camaraderie time. Uh, every week we have a 90-minute leadership team meeting, and the beginning of that meeting, we're, we're and we're virtual, so so our people are all over the country, and uh, we're not in the same room, and so we have to work a little harder at at that to make sure that that's part of our uh, part of our culture. So you know, part of our 90-minute leadership team meeting every week is uh, is that uh, social fellowship interaction. We also have weekly all time all uh, all team prayer meetings. You know, we we sometimes will have an honor chair where we we'll put somebody in the honor chair and everybody in the, in the meeting will uh, uh, communicate a positive aspect about that person's personality that really strikes them and then pray into that. Or we'll have a hot seat where we'll po- focus on somebody's uh, needs and pray for those needs uh, on, a, on a weekly basis. So that's another kind of a, of a belonging experience. One of the things we found also is the one-on-ones between employees and their supervisors. And uh, we have implemented that. That's something that uh, we found is really important. And for a lot of Christian organizations that we uh, talk with, we encourage that because that's the way that, especially was during COVID, that's the way people were able to connect with the organization was through their frontline supervisor. And so to have any sense of belonging you know, there needed to be that uh, kind of emotional connection. And uh, organizations that did that better than others uh, came out stronger uh, after COVID. I mean, so there's, those are just a few of the things that, that we, uh, we do, Martha. Now, when you take those ideas of how you're operating within your own organization, then you have influence as you talk mm-hmm. with organizations across the country and mm-hmm. rate them in the best Christian Workplaces Institute and, and influence them. 
What kind of challenges do you see in implementing that kind of a strategy in other people's organizations in order to help them create a belonging culture? Well, uh, it's uh, you asked the, the you know you've asked the question even uh, what what's the challenge to doing this and you know the challenge is time um, you know just the sense that is this important and is this important to our organization you know am I going to get a, a return on that investment of time and uh, I'll say over and over and over again absolutely because you know with a strong uh, engaged workforce that feels like they belong and connected. Uh, and it's in a place, you know, even the definition of engagement is where people bring their discretionary effort to the organization uh, to help the organization succeed. Well, you know, that only happens uh, through inspiration and that's through uh, personal relationships and this sense of uh, belonging. So, so are they willing to put the time in to actually create those kinds of experiences. That's, that's, that's the issue that, uh, uh, you know, and maybe it's because, well, I'm not willing to put the time in, a leader might say, and it's because they don't understand the value of it. Uh, right. Sometimes we see that, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, 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 pre- it's critically important. Yeah. Appreciate the answer. And time, time, something we all feel starved of, yet it's right. the one thing that our savior never seemed to have too much of or not enough of. He always seemed to be able to manage the clock better than anybody we, we know. You're listening to the Outcomes Conference podcast as we talk today with Al Lopez from Best Christian Workplaces Institute. We'll be right back with more conversation. Do you want to make an impact for the kingdom of God without quitting your day job? Then here's some great news. God is calling you into full-time ministry right where you are. The job that you hold, the work that you do, and the people you work with, none of that is by accident. Your workplace is your mission field. Change the way you think about faith and work by picking up a copy of our new book, I Work For Him, by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. And remember, you aren't just working for yourself, you're working for the Lord. Hey, welcome back to the Outcomes Conference podcast as we talk today with Al Lopez. He's the founder and CEO of the Best Christian Workplaces Institute. Got a great book coming out. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Al, what are the top two core principles that guide you daily? When you, if you were to narrow down core principles that guide you personally, daily, what are those? Well, the first thing as a leader, uh, and I've discovered this talking with great leaders on my podcast over time, and that is that uh, you can't give what you don't have. Mm. So, you know, what is it that you actually have as a leader that you can give to others, you know, as you shepherd uh, the flock uh, that God has entrusted with you. And, and so making sure that you're um, in a position where, where you're prayed up, where you're resourced, where you're ready to give and have something to give, then, you know, that's the first thing. Because if you're burned out, if you're at the end of your rope, if you're, you know, uh, in a, in a lousy, um, uh, you know, situation or or a poor situation, uh, you don't have anything to give. Then, then you know, uh, people are going to look someplace else for leadership. So, if you don't, uh, you know, I'll say, um, you can only give what you have, and um, that's the first thing. The second thing I'd say is, um, for me, I, I don't ask people to do something that I wouldn't do myself. And uh, that, that's kind of an integrity issue. I, I learned that pretty early in my career uh, as I was uh, leading others. And I would be, um, you know, I'd, I found that if 
if I was willing to do it, then I could ask somebody else to do something, you know, whether it was, you know, whatever it would be. So yeah. make the coffee, whatever it is. Clean you know? the toilet. So, if you're not willing yeah. to clean the toilet, how do you ask somebody else yeah. to do it? As yeah. a leader, yeah. you got to be willing to do everything. As long yeah. as you make good coffee, because like that would not be <laughs> my role. <laughs> I'm just saying. So yeah. I don't know yeah. how to do that. But, you know, but what a great um, couple of things that we can take with us and, and be reminded of in our own leadership that we can look to. So, Al, I'm curious, where does learning fit into your uh, role as a leader? Because not only are you an influencer in your own organization, but yet all of the workplaces that you encounter because of your organization. So where does learning fit into all that for you? Yeah, I'd like to think, uh, well, actually, I have, you know, one of my goals is to be a lifelong learner. Okay. And uh, again, you know, I, I learned this at uh, CLA, leaders are readers. And mm-hmm. uh, now, you know, there's lots of ways of consuming as another way of describing it, consuming information of learning. But uh, um, I've taken a number of the CLA courses, for example, uh, you know, that those have been very thoughtful and uh, helpful. But I read books, you know, I, I um, in fact, uh, a lot of listeners will know John Pearson. I, I listen to John Pearson. Uh, and uh, in fact, I'm reading a book right now called Winning on Purpose. And it's a, a tremendous book on, uh, from Frederick Reichhold on, uh, on the net promoter score. Many people know what that is. And, and, but yeah, I read books and that gives me a lot of ideas. So I'm, I'm the one in our organization that's bringing new ideas. Uh, discussing new ideas. You know, Donald Miller has a whole bunch of, uh, of, of good ideas. Michael Hyatt, somebody else. I, I listen to their podcasts uh, every day. I'm listening to some podcast uh, uh, from some leader. Uh, I was listening to John Maxwell uh, this morning. You know, so, so every day I'm listening to a lot uh, podcast. Of course, there's the annual uh, outcomes conference. I can't uh, uh, help but mention that. And I also go to the Global Leadership Summit every year. So to avail myself to the top Christian speakers, uh, and again, at GLS, even they bring in non-Christian thought leaders, which I think is uh, an important uh, uh, type of person to, to learn from, you know, and again, put my own biblical worldview into, uh, into what I'm learning. But uh, yeah, just uh, learning from all uh, types of things. I mean, no, uh, you yeah. never stop learning. No. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. What about listening yeah. into that? Where does listening fit into your growth as a leader? <laughs> oh, no, you're really, uh, you're really kind of starting to poke at, at uh, something that's at my core. You know? So listening, communication is, a, is one of the most important things that any leader can uh, do effectively. And, and uh, I remember talking uh, at a debriefing of one of our ministry partners, and they said, oh, we have professional communicators that will, you know, address this communication issue that we have. And I'm saying, this was a church. And I said, what you mean by communicator is not what I mean by communicator. You mean a communicator is a preacher. And uh, the first part of what I'm talking about of communication is listening. Because if we don't listen first, then we, we miss the whole the whole issue. Listening is a part of two-way communication. So even we ask in our employee survey questions, you know, uh, you know, does my supervisor uh, seek my suggestions? I mean, that's listening. Or 
can is the organization acting on my suggestions? That's where people really start to feel engagement. Well, they've listened and they actually listen so well they they they're changing as a result of my input, you know, or or do uh, I feel involved in decisions that impact me? Those are those are questions we ask in our employee engagement survey. So listening is a, a core part of uh, an effective uh, organization and an effective leadership. So, so for example, you know, as a CEO and co-founder, uh, I'm usually the last one to express my opinion in any kind of a group meeting. Hmm. Uh, you know, we've all seen where where a CEO, no matter how uh, they might say it, if they express their opinion. It's usually the end of the conversation because, well, that's how he thinks or she thinks um, uh, their attitude, their, their response is more important than mine, you know, so I, I'm done, you know, we'll just go with that. And that's never effective, you know, I mean, so, so yeah, uh, you know, also, how do you listen? Well, you ask open-ended questions, you know, that's another thing that I... Uh, I like to do. I've studied appreciative inquiry. What are some positive, open-ended, future-oriented questions that that you can ask to get at uh, a situation? And also, you know, before we implement any kind of a new process, I want to make sure I've listened to the people where that who that process is going to impact. You know, if it's going to be even salary decreases. Oh, gosh, well, let's talk about what's the best way to do that. What's important to you, um, you know, just to talk about a sensitive uh, topic, you know. So, so you know, getting people, uh, as the question we ask, uh, I feel involved in decisions that impact me. Well, uh, that's listening, you know. So, Jim, sure. you, you really hit on a, on a core thing for me. Wow, I love it. We're talking today with Al Lopez right here on the Outcomes Conference Podcast. When we come back, we're going to talk about his brand new book that was voted the Christian Leadership Alliance Book of the Year, The Road to Flourishing. Not The Road. It has Road to Flourishing, Eight Keys to Boost Employee Engagement and Well-Being. We'll be right back with more from Al Lopez. You know the kind of person that always tells you about the latest trends or the special deals around town? Well, lean in because here's a message from that kind of person. The Awaken Podcast Network is the place to be. Go to awakenpodcastnetwork.com and unlock God's purpose for your work with help from some friends. You will find a gathering place of podcasts that provide simple tools, faith stories, and conversations that will inspire and equip you to vibrantly live out your faith in your work today. Go ahead, check out awakenpodcastnetwork.com and then be that kind of person and tell a friend. Hey, welcome back to the Outcomes Conference Podcast. Thanks again to faithsearchpartners.com for being your sponsor of the show today. We're talking today with Al Lopez. Check him out online, Best Christian Workplaces Institute. What's the website, Al? For some reason, it just flipped my mind. Oh, it's bcwinstitute.org. bcwinstitute.org. All right, you just finished your new book. It got re- it's getting released at the Christian Leadership Alliance annual event in 2022. The name of the book, Road to Flourishing, God's Idea Behind Work. Road to Flourishing, Eight Keys to Boost Employee Engagement and Well-Being. All right. What, tell, tell us about the book. Tell us about the book. Well, Jim, let's uh, start off. I believe that Christian-led workplaces should set the standard as the best, most effective places to work in the world. Amen nonstop, you know, best, most effective places to work. And so my, re- my hope 
is that readers will capture a vision of how they can create a flourishing workplace, not only for their team, but for their organization. So that's what I hope will be the outcome. And what's unique about this book is this is not Al Lopez's sense of what, what creates the best Christian workplace, and I've been doing this for a long time. It's, it's actually a statistical analysis of what creates a, a Christian workplace and a, a flourishing Christian workplace. So we've taken research, we've taken hundreds of thousands of employees' input uh, through questionnaires and taken that data and done a statistical analysis to determine uh, the outcome. And it, the outcomes tell us there's eight drivers that really impact engagement in Christian-led workplaces. And so this book uh, is their stories and, uh, and some teaching about what those eight are and how an organization can, can actually improve their culture. So you have had such an amazing overview of so many organizations. And I love this approach because what I'm hearing you say is it's not like, well, I feel like it might be a good idea to do this. You're saying we've seen the results. We've seen that when these are implemented, this is this helps. So give us one of those areas just as an idea. Just a sneak peek. Just a sneak peek just, of yeah. what one of those keys to boost employee engagement and well-being might be. Well, the most important. So we've also calculated uh, using uh, relative weights analysis how important each of the eight are. So I'll just lead off with the most important. That's inspirational leadership. And so uh, leadership is, is the key. That is, we've found, uh, the most important driver of employee engagement and Christian-led organizations. And that, that encompasses three aspects. One is a person's character, and particularly Christian character. I mean, that's at the basis. And, and for Christian-led organizations, I mean, uh, the Christian culture is really a competitive advantage. It's, it's you know, we take it for granted too many times, mm-hmm. but it starts with a, a leader's character, and then there's competence. One of the questions we ask is, uh, is the organization well-managed? Well, when, when there are good systems and processes in place, then relationships work more smoothly. There's less conflict and relationships are, are healthier. So, so that's part of, uh, of uh, inspirational leadership is the, not only character, but the competence of the leader. And then also we find when there's high levels of trust between leaders and employees, between teams, more gets done. And uh, that's, a, that's the glue of, uh, of every organization. That's what brings uh, a positive people together, working positively together. So, so that's... Um, I want to ask uh, another question. That's, that's inspirational leadership. Yeah. That's so good. And so who do you hope reads this book? Because like when you're looking at an organization, is it only the HR person that you want to read it? Or who do you really want to read the book and, and apply it? So this is uh, targeted to uh, to a couple of levels. First is the the leaders of an organization, the the CEO, the executive director, the president. You know, for them, you know, and many of the people that we've interviewed and included in the book are those people in in uh, best Christian workplaces. So that's that's the start, and then there's the C suite, and then there's everybody that actually manages people. You know. Okay. Uh, this is, a, this is an opportunity for training and development for uh, current uh, managers and supervisors and people that will see themselves becoming managers and supervisors because it will, it will inform to them what is important uh, to create a uh, healthy workplace, again, for their team, 
you know, for their group, for the organization. You know, Al, you, you stated something at the beginning of this segment that you believe that as Christ followers, the workplaces that we provide should be the best workplaces mm-hmm. in the world. And we say, say something on our, our show all the time that I really believe is the statement of faith that all believers should have. As Jesus followers, everything about us is changing. Yeah. And as because of that change, everyone around us should be benefiting from our faith, whether they believe in Jesus or not. And that's the essence of the Christian workplace. Everybody should be benefiting from the faith of the leaders who are following Jesus, whether, they're having, whether they happen to follow Jesus or not. They should be benefiting from it. Do you agree with that statement or not? Well, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I believe this kind of gets at my holy discontent in a sense. I believe that if, holy if there's discontent. All right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, and my, my point is that if a Christian is working and serving Christ in a Christian workplace, their faith should grow. My discontent is when I hear about leaders or employees who, because of a toxic workplace environment, have actually seen their faith hurt, or, you know, and I've heard of people who have left the faith because of the experiences they've had in a toxic workplace, I think that's wrong. And so let's work together to make sure that, uh, that our, our faith is growing as we serve because that's what's going to attract other peoples to Christ. Um, you know, I believe, uh, again, a uh, uh, a healthy, flourishing Christian workplace is going to attract others to that organization. And uh, because it's a Christian workplace, they'll be attracting people to Christ. I mean, that's, that's kind of gets at the core of why I do what I do. And that is a powerful leadership idea that we can all learn from. Al Lopez, thanks. Great to be with you. Thank and, you. And congratulations on your book being chosen as the Christian Leadership Alliance Book of the Year for 2022. Yeah, thanks, Martha. I'm really excited about that. And make sure you check out Al and his whole team at bcwinstitute.org. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field. But for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online at iworkforhim.com. I work, the number four, him.com. <laughs>